Okay, welcome to All The Way Podcast, episode eight. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about benchmarking. The one thing I want you to get from this episode is that benchmarking helps you achieve a better standard. Some of you may be thinking, what on earth is benchmarking in the first place? So we're going to just go into a very quick definition. And benchmarking in a business context is a process of measuring the performance of your company's product, service, or processes against another business considered to be the best in that industry. The point of benchmarking in the first place is to identify any internal opportunities for improvement. What you look at when you are benchmarking is somebody who's at the top of their game and you at the beginning of yours and looking at the gap in between and it gives you those measurable steps in order to be able to close that gap and for you to be able to join them and be in the top of that your game as well so you can get to the top. The reason why I mentioned benchmarking in the first place is because this is just for people who are at the start of their careers. You use benchmarking just to help you to understand how you can become the best at what you do. This is for people who want to be good at what they do and especially if you want to be the best too. You're going to need a standard to follow or to, to go for in order to be able to measure where you're at currently, just in the beginning. And, and the reason being is because the reason why you'd have benchmarking in the first place is because you may have a false perception of where you're at currently. Because on one hand, you could be performing a lot worse than you imagine because you think you're better than you are currently. But on the flip side, you could actually be performing a lot better than you you think it right now. And it could be be a bit harsh on yourself. So we look at benchmarking as a tool to be able to help you to be the best you you can be. And one fact I used to love, uh, Brian Tracy used to say, is that anybody who's in the top 10% of their respective field started in the bottom 10% at one point. And I love that because it helps me to just relax and realize that, do you know what? I'm just climbing. I'm just getting better as the days and weeks and months and years go on. And I look at people like Messi and Ronaldo and I actually forget that these guys actually were were struggling to get into their respective teams first. They they didn't just walk into the first team straight away. They started off on the bench in most cases. And it's the same with any respective field. Nobody starts off the best. They all had to go through a process of becoming the best over time. Now, this is... Benchmarking is a great tool to help you to just climb up to become in that top 10%. And this is for you if you want to be the best in your respective field. So benchmarking, who would we even look at to have as a benchmark? Because everybody may have a perception of who the best is. And you may, you know, hear different videos or different views on benchmarking and more times often than not, they're going to say follow good examples, which is great advice. But I like to take it one step further and I actually look to, like to look at bad examples as well. So not only do I look at good examples, I like to observe bad ones too. 
And the reason for that is, is because it really significantly increases my chances of being able to be the best version of me if I can look at uh, good examples and copy what they do and emulate that, but also look at bad examples and avoid what they do and how they practice. So the reason why I look at both is for that, that exact reason. It increases my chances of being able to be the best version of me. So going, what I wanted to do is just take a couple of examples of well-known people who have done benchmarking um, to, in their beginning of their careers to help them really assess how they bec can become the best. So I'll go with Kobe Bryant and Muhammad Ali to begin with, purely because they're both in the area of sport. And when they first came into the game in their respective fields, Muhammad Ali especially asked his trainer when he was getting into boxing, um, what do the top athletes do? What do they do? How often are they running? What do they eat? What exercises did they do? And what are the techniques that they use in boxing to help them be the best that they can be? And the same with Kobe Bryant. He said, you know, I'm going to be the Will Smith of the NBA. That's in uh, Shaquille O'Neal's book. I'm going to be the Will Smith of the NBA. And he said, I'm going to win five or six championships. Again, this is all quoted from Kobe Bryant. But he needed to work on the fundamentals. So he went away and looked at who's the best at all these different fundamentals and started building his game around all of those different people who were the best at those in particular skills. The next person I wanted to mention was Ed Sheeran, um, a great artist, really, really makes a difference for the UK, flying the flag well for the musicians who actually have talent. And um, he actually did a tour called Jumpers for Goalposts. Now, jumpers for goalposts just basically means in football, when you're playing outside with your friends, um, playing football, you use jumpers or sweatshirts as the goalposts. And the beautiful part about that is you can move the goals to how big you want, how far you want. It's up to you. You are in control of that. And he called it jumpers for goalposts because in the beginning of his career, he had a couple of goals. He wanted to sell out. Covent Garden and he wanted to sell 100,000 uh, copies of one of his albums and he did it. <laughs> so he, he, he did it. So what happens is as his success went on, he moved the goalposts, he moved the goals every time he hit one of his um, targets, which is fantastic. And he just went from there. And also just sticking on the subject of Ed Sheeran, um, he looked at James Blunt because both of them were on the same record label and he went to his record label and said, I want to know all of James Blunt's diary for the year because James Blunt sold four million records and I want to know how to do the same thing. So James Blunt had all these different diary events, whether it's gigs, touring, interviews, shows, all of those different types of things. Ed Sheeran said, I want to do the same thing. Not only do I want to do the same thing, but I actually want to double it. I want to do twice as much. And the reason why I share that is because James Blunt did all of that work in that calendar year and sold 4 million records. Ed Sheeran did twice as much, but sold half the amount. He sold half the amount James Blunt did. And the reason why I share that is because sometimes when you're cli climbing into that top 10%, it's going to take time. It's going to take a while. You're not going to do it overnight. 
And you're going to have to understand that just because you're doing the same amount of work as the people who are at the top of their game, as well as doing more because you're trying to really get into that top 10%, you're not always going to get the same results immediately. That's that's all I wanted to mention with that one. So just keep going. Once you've got your the person you look at and think, I want to be, do the actions that you do in terms of, you know, in your respective fields and go for it. The next person I wanted to mention was Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle was someone that I started looking at as um, quite an inspiration to me. Um, not in a sense of just music, but his mindset was unbelievable. He really, really had a different kind of mindset. He was really focused on ownership. He was really focused on black businesses. He was really focused on making a difference in his community. He was really focused on um, longevity as well, which is a really awesome thing. And if you look at his interviews, he'll really tell you that in the in the beginning, his first benchmark was Cameron from a Dipset. And uh, he found out that Cameron was earning ten to fifteen thousand dollars a show so in america that's you know um that's quite a lot for him at the time because he was thinking well i'd have to do a lot of stuff in terms of the criminal world um to earn ten to fifteen thousand dollars so let me get serious about this music thing and then maybe i can do the same but the crazy part was he didn't even realize that there was other artists who were huge like Elton John or Beyonce who could command half a million dollars. But he was just like, no, I want to look at someone who I could genuinely emulate and do the same thing for. And that's how he carried on. And then he managed to get there and lo and behold, he could he, he got to that stage and he went even further, which is incredible. And the reason why I say that is because when I mentioned Kobe, Muhammad Ali, Ed Sheeran and Nipsey Hussle, you have to keep the benchmark moving. Especially if you want to grow. Because you can't say, okay, I'm just going to have one benchmark and that's it. Using somebody who's better than you as your benchmark is a fantastic uh, benchmark. But you have to keep going after that especially if you want to go all the way to the top. And I'd be very concerned if the, if I spoke to you in the beginning of your journey, saying I've got this person as my benchmark, in 10 years time you've still got that same person as your benchmark. I'd be very concerned because it shows that you've either put a cap on where you can go or you just haven't progressed as, as quickly as you'd like. But it's, you know, that, that's, just, that's just my kind of two cents. Now let's get in a little bit into the science of benchmarking. The reason why I love it so much is because it caters to all four learning styles. Now, learning styles is a, I'm not gonna get into too much detail about what that is, but it just basically is, um, in the basic terms, learning styles is how you like to learn. And there's four overall ways that people like to learn, which is watching, experiencing, planning, and doing. Watching, experiencing, planning, and doing. When you can do all four of those, or most people have one or two that they really like. So for me, for example, I love planning and watching. So that they're my two kind of favorites, uh, planning and watching. Now, 
um, the reason why I like benchmarking as well is because I can really observe who the good and bad examples are and plan what I'm going to do based on their actions and then observe how they do things as well so I can really um, emphasize that in my day-to-day -day role and it's a really good way of just being able to look at who's the best at what they do and how do you match up with that and how can you keep up with that it's a really, really good technique to be able to do. And one of my people who I look at as a great benchmark is a guy called Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar is a very famous, well-known um, author, speaker, coach, and trainer. And uh, he said that he does one to two hours of personal development in terms of reading or learning every single day. And I said, that's exactly what I want to do. So I'm either listening to audio tapes, I'm either reading or, you know, reflecting or doing some kind of learning for one to two hours a day every single day because that's the standard I'm trying to get to that's the level I'm trying to reach and I've actually found it really really useful um, and going forward I feel like it's helped me to be the best version of me I am today but now I'm in the f process of upping that that's why I'm doing things like this podcast to help other people do the same thing now, the best benchmark you can possibly have once you've got the ball rolling is you. Once you get good and start to climb up to that top 10% of your respective field, the best benchmark you can have is you. Now, don't look at the benchmarks that you've got and think once you've got there, that's it. You need to keep going. And once you do, you'll start to see the results and you'll be in the top 10% in no time. And that's it. So it's a quite a short episode, this one. But if you've got anybody who's in your respective field, let me know what that field is and who you have as a benchmark. And I'll be really glad to know.